In yesterday's episode number 14, you learn why the conventional wisdom about lower oil prices leading to higher real estate values is simply not true much of the time. And today, I give you examples of three specific markets and how they can be expected to react. I'm Brian Ellis, and this is episode number 15. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Conventional wisdom is that falling oil prices are good for housing, but that notion can be horribly detrimental to your investing. While the myth does hold true for housing on a national level, the severe impact of falling oil prices on employment in certain markets can have a lasting and lagging effect that you might not see for years after prices have fallen and even risen again. In today's episode, I'll describe the three types of markets, all within the great state of Texas, that relate to the oil price myth and how you can use those markets and this information in order to fortify your investment decision-making against conventional mistakes related to this common misconception. First, let's take a look at Midland, Texas. In Midland, nearly a third of all jobs are directly tied to oil-related industries. As a result, when oil prices fall, the results are quick to manifest. Remember, oil prices have fallen roughly 60% in the last six months. Local oil executives warn that the number of active oil rigs in that area will continue to fall, likely reaching 300 by this April, down from 570 just five months ago. By the end of 2014, Midland average home prices had fallen by more than $60,000 from their 2014 peaks in June, and listing volumes had increased by roughly 20%. While longtime locals say they'll hold out by changing business strategies and letting employees and household help go, an exodus is clearly in the works and the market is showing signs of strain. If you have investments in that area or were considering investing, you'll need to have multiple strategies in place in order to make them a success. The same type of things appear to be happening in some of the small boom towns in North Dakota. Second, let's take a look at Houston and the Dallas-Fort Worth area. These are much larger metro areas than Midland, so you'd expect them to be more resilient. They're extremely attractive markets right now, with Houston posting year-over-year increases in asking prices of 13.4%, and Dallas-Fort Worth posting year-over-year asking price increases of 10.2%. Sounds like things are really on the rise there, right? Here's the problem. In larger metro areas like Houston and the Dallas-Fort Worth area, the lag time on the effects of oil industry changes can be as much as two years. The key to identifying a potential lag time pitfall is the percentage of jobs related to the oil industry. According to a recent Trulia study that analyzed oil, jobs, and real estate data over the past three decades, major metro areas with more than 2% of their jobs in oil-related industries are at risk for this lag. Houston's job market is 5.6% oil-related, and the Dallas-Fort Worth job market is at 2.5% oil-related. This means that while these two housing markets look highly attractive at present, and may even continue their hot trend into the near future, the longer term could be problematic if something that's fundamentally substantive and positive doesn't happen in those markets between now and then to counteract the effect of falling oil prices. Finally, let's take a look at one last Texas city, Austin. Austin definitely will not be immune to the effects of oil prices on the industry, but it is far better equipped to handle the fallout of falling oil prices thanks to a more diverse economy than many of the other areas in that state. 
While Midland suffers dramatically and Houston and Dallas look uncertain, analysts are nearly universally optimistic about Austin's real estate market, which recently was named one of the two best performing in America by the Milken Institute, thanks to what Milken researchers call a clustering of talent and technology in an entrepreneurial ecosystem. Not only does Austin's oil-related employment fall below the 2% benchmark, but the rest of its economy is rich with opportunities. Milken described it in this way, calling Austin a prime example of a tech center because in Austin, one tech job generates four other jobs. Austin and other cities like it are ideal investment venues because their economies are fortified by a jobs market that is largely impervious to national economic downtrends. So let's summarize. Small towns that have massive concentrations of oil-related jobs, such as Midland, Texas, where one-third of the workers are in oil-related fields, along with some of the small oil boom towns in North Dakota, have intense and immediate risk of a substantial population exodus due to weakened oil prices. But any city, no matter how big, including Houston, Texas, and the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex, they have a real risk of seeing an exodus of workers if more than 2% of the populace works in oil-related fields, as is the case for both of those areas. Though, in those cases, the exodus may take up to two years to materialize. And then there are the cities with exposure to oil but no real reliance upon it, such as Austin, Texas, where the changes in energy prices won't likely be reflected in the form of worker exodus, as there's plenty of opportunity in the economy to absorb the damage done when oil companies lay off employees due to oil's rapid descent. Now, to be clear, this does not mean you can't make money in places like Midland or Houston or Dallas-Fort Worth. But what it does mean is that there's a statistically higher probability that investments in and around Austin will be safer and more reliable due to a plethora of potential buyers and renters. And it's information like that, my friends, that makes it easier for you to decide where to deploy your hard-earned capital. Are you interested in investing in cash flow producing property in Texas? Well, you should be. But note, Texas is a huge economy unto itself. One market in Texas isn't the same as the next market, as you've already seen. But Texas is a fundamentally well-run state with very pro-business policies. So if Texas is a target market in which you're interested, stop by the page for today's show, sdiradio.com slash episode 15, and see the resources we've provided for you. Again, sdiradio.com slash episode 15. In the next episode, episode number 16, we're going to dig a bit deeper into a fascinating study that was done recently and see how it can give you some valuable insight into more markets that make sense and some markets to avoid like the plague. That's in episode number 16 of Self-Directed Investor Radio. Make sure you subscribe right now on iTunes. See you tomorrow, my friends. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society.